Welcome to this episode of Reddit Guy. The subreddit we will listen to today is called r slash tifu. Our first post of this episode comes from Turning 2 and it's titled TIFU Mistake at 30,000 Feet, Innocent People Suffered. I recently took a short vacation to a lesser developed country. On my last night I decided to sample some of the more exotic local fare and had a mixed raw seafood dish which was quite good. Lots of tentacles and whatnot. All was fine until the flight home the next day when I started feeling a lot of pressure in my abdomen. I was pretty sure I wasn't going to shart, so I leaned over a bit and let out a bit of gas, smooth as silk. I was giving myself a mental high five when I realized that what was supposed to have been a sly poot turned out to be a cataclysmic stench bomb that instantly engulfed several rows fore and aft. Little babies started crying immediately. Adults let out short barks that registered somewhere between shock and despair. In a display of primal instinct, a couple of teens sitting across the aisle reflexively pulled their t-shirt collars up over their mouth and nose. The old lady sitting next to me had her head wedged between the seat and the window with her eyes squeezed shut and her mouth in a perfect, oh, opening and closing, like she was blowing smoke rings. I took a glance over the top of the seats and saw a forest of arms with hands frantically manipulating the airflow nozzles. I think a few people were clawing at the drop-down oxygen mask panels, but I don't know. A flight attendant up front noticed the commotion and bustled down the aisle, but upon entering the contaminated zone, instantly spun on her heel and beat a hasty retreat. I was still feeling bloated and thought with all the tumult I could probably get away with releasing another round. I mean, once you've painted a wall no one is going to notice if you add another coat. I looked at the old lady next to me and she was still doing the fish face thing so I let go with another silent volley of poison gas. If that old lady by the window hadn't been wearing long pants she probably would have felt the rush of heat on her leg but she didn't budge. There was no way I was going to fess up and apologize, so instead I just scowled and pretended to look around for the culprit. Fortunately things cleared out pretty fast. I didn't dare try it again, I had taken my fellow passengers by surprise the first time, but now they were wary and fully alert. For the rest of the flight, anyone that made their way back to the lavatory was subjected to the scrutiny of a hundred eyes. We landed and I deplaned without further incident, however, I did totally trash a toilet in customs, but that's another story. TLDR don't eat food you are unaccustomed to before getting onto a long flight. The next post from Ashington DC is titled TIFU by leaving the front door unlocked. I live in an apartment with two other roommates. I got back late after a party and found one of my roommates chilling on the couch. The other was apparently staying with his GF that night. We chilled for a bit and then went to bed. Neither of us remembered to lock the door, which we always do since we almost got robbed once. Guy walked in on my roommate eating a sandwich and walked right out. At some point in the night, I heard the front door open. Thought my other roommate came home really late and thought nothing of it. Went back to sleep. Then I woke up to some noises in the living room. I hear someone say, the handcuffs come off when you prove that you live here. I'm still super sleepy so I'm wondering if this is a dream or something. Then I hear, police, anyone home? I'm like fuck, this is real. Thinking maybe my roommate got mistaken for someone trespassing. I say yeah, I'm here, I'm coming out. There's two cops in the living room holding a guy who's handcuffed. A cop asks me if I know the guy. I've never seen this guy in my life. I say no, I don't know him. My other roommate comes out of his room and he's also like yeah I have no idea who this guy is. Apparently the dude had been wandering our apartment complex trying doorknobs. He had gotten into someone else's apartment and they kicked him out and called the cops. 
The police said they got here and saw him through the window just chilling in our kitchen. They came in and handcuffed him. He was definitely on something. Dude thought he was home and that I was his buddy or something. Asked me if everyone had left yet. They hauled him away and my roommate and I are sitting in the living room now trying to process the fact that some random stranger was chilling in our kitchen at 3am. Door is locked. Could have been bad. At least he was just confused and harmless. Thankful that the police were the ones who woke me up and the dude didn't wander into my bedroom. TLDR, we left the door unlocked and some drugged out stranger wandered into our apartment and chilled in our kitchen. The next post from Lousy Electrician is titled TIFU by taking a date hiking and her falling off a waterfall. I've been seeing this girl for a few weeks now and we both really enjoy the outdoors so we've been doing little hikes on the weekend. The weather has finally started to break from the humid summer and the leaves are starting to change colours so I thought it would be really nice to hike Glen Onoko Falls. It's a beautiful rocky trail that follows a stream leading up to a bunch of waterfalls. On the drive up I did warn her that the trail was actually closed last year due to a few people dying from falling down the final waterfall. But I reassured her that it was probably due in inexperience and not paying attention to surroundings. She was still as excited as I was and we were both prepared with the proper hiking boots and gear. We get to the trail and we immediately notice the trail is pretty washed out from the bad rain storm we had a few days prior. The rocks were wet with mud and debris so it made it into a pretty challenging hike. Small streams weaved their way through the trail leading into the stream, now river, ahead. You could hear the falls from miles away due to the high water flow. After about a half hour of scampering down rocks we made it to the first fall. She decided to hike upstream into the first fall by hoping across any rocks peeking out above the water. I followed her with some hesitation but I saw the end goal and the view would have been nice. Well she gets to a point where there's nowhere left to go and while trying to turn back around she loses her footing and slips into the water. A little bit embarrassed in herself, she laughs as she climbs out and I help carry her out of the water. We both shake it off and laugh for a couple minutes. I explain that she should be more careful especially with water rocks as they're usually covered in moss. After both calming down and regaining our confidence we continue on to the next fall. I was leading but as soon as we got close, in her excitement she passed me to get to the fall first. I was planning on walking up to the edge until I saw it was covered in wet moss. She unfortunately did not see the and kept walking. I immediately yell out for her to wait but she had already lost her footing and in a split second she was gone and over the edge. From where I was standing I couldn't see how far the drop was. I didn't know if it was 10 feet or 100. I immediately had a panic attack while run up to the edge yelling her name in fear. I look over and about 15 feet below she's sitting in the water hysterically laughing. I was in complete fight or flight mode and didn't know if she was in shock or just embarrassed so I run down the side of the fall as fast as I possibly could in complete tunnel vision. I had no sense of my surroundings I just needed to get to her. I climb down the side and get to where she had fallen but there's no sight of her. I look around and behind me by about 20 feet is Glen Onoko Falls where people had fallen off and died in the past. As I'm having a mental breakdown and thinking the worst I look over and she's standing on the side of the stream just uncontrollably laughing. I run over to her and I hug her as she's still hysterically laughing and ask if she's okay to which she managed to say yes just incredibly embarrassed. There was some light bruising on her legs but other than that not a scratch. Somehow she landed perfectly between these rocks and into a small pool of water. I gave her my flannel to dry off and she laughed the entire way back to the car as I nervously walked back still in shock. 
but once we got back to my car we both broke down laughing in the parking lot before driving home. I think we're going to stick to the safer hikes for a little while. TLDR took a date on a dangerous hike and she fell down a waterfall. The next post from Cezoir is titled TIFU by telling a lady in a wheelchair, it's okay I get to stand. It's a short one. So this happened a few hours ago and I'm still mortified. I 28F work in a supermarket. I was on the tills and I seen the lady in a wheelchair approach and throw her bags up on the till. I wave at her and being the nice person I am, told her I'll up pack them for her. She was thrilled. This is where the foo happens, she grabbed the empty bag and I was like hey I can pack for you, again she was happy with the customer service. I stood up and started to pack and she was like ah thanks so much I look so lazy here. I was like ah no don't be I don't mind I get to stand for a bit. I went so red. I didn't want to bring attention to what I said she didn't seem to mind and went on to talk about her new house I was horrified, but thank god the lady was super sweet. TLDR. I helped a lovely lady pack her bag she said thanks and sorry for being lazy and I told her it's okay I get to stand. The next post from throwaway ACC 8390 is titled TIFU by pushing my crush down the stairs. Dot. Hi there I'm 16F. My school has a store, and I'm part of the team, we sell lockers, hoodies, shirts, sweets etc. My crush is part of the team. Fridays we're always together in the store, he does talk to me but he's kinda shy idk. Today we had to get stuff done so our team met in school, yes, on a Sunday. My crush has broken his leg due to a sports injury and was having crutches. We had to carry parcels up the stairs, I really wanted to get the work done fast, I was sort of running. The parcel was big, so I couldn't really see that he was standing in front of me. I accidentally ran over him, and he fell backwards down the stairs. He was unconscious, and we had to call the ambulance, I thought that I killed him. They checked him at the hospital, and everything is fine, but he still has a few bruises, and he said his leg hurts more than before. I actually wanted to ask him out this week, but now I probably won't lol. TL. DR accidentally running over my crush, resulting in him falling down the stairs being unconscious. The next post from Elephant Explosion is titled TIFU by always wanting to try mystery flavored items. So this is a fairly short very light-hearted story. For the past few weeks I've seen these mystery pop tarts and me being someone that likes mystery flavored things and mystery boxes considered buying them. After a few weeks of repeatedly saying that I gave in and bought them. It's probably some unusual fruit flavor like dragon fruit or pomegranate. Unusual meaning something you wouldn't find in a Pop-Tart normally, I thought to myself. But I was severely wrong. Spoiler alert, if you have not tried these Pop-Tarts and would like to go into this blindly do not continue reading because I'm about to spoil it, I've sat down with my boyfriend and we decided to try them together. They smelled a little odd at first for some reason I kept thinking it smelled like spaghetti but I thought I had to be wrong. We both bid into them and were horrified when we were met with the taste of garlic. I don't know the actual flavor like with the company would call it but we described it as stale garlic bread, covered in sugar, no matter what I drank no matter how much I brushed my teeth that taste of sugar and garlic wouldn't get out of my mouth for over an hour and it was horrible. Do not try them, not even once, I regret it. TLDR tried mystery pop tarts, they tasted like stale sweet garlic bread, taste lingered in my mouth for over an hour. Regret, all the regret. The next post from Reasonable Radish 17 is titled TIFU, scratching my nose while mostly asleep. This actually happened a couple of years ago but still haunts me in so many ways. I am sure it will freak a lot of you out too. 
We lived in Cuernavaca, Morelos, Mexico at the time. On two sides of the property were empty lots that were heavily overgrown with brush. I fell asleep in my bed after taking a few OTC sleep meds. I woke up to a tingling feeling on my nose. I slapped at my nose and felt something on my nose under the sheet, a scorpion. I was able to catch it in the sheet but knew I was in trouble. I knew I was stung. I immediately took some Benadryl and got online to see what I needed to do. My wife put some lidocaine on my nose to keep the pain down. I used ice and frozen corn as ice packs to keep my nose numb. The problem, numbness from a sting is a common symptom of when you are having an allergic reaction. My nose was already experiencing numbness due to the lidocaine. I survived the sting but had a huge area on my face that was numb for a few weeks. Think of the area that isn't covered with a balaclava and that part of my face was numbered during that time. TLDR, woke up by a tingling sensation on my nose. Went to scratch it and felt a scorpion. I ended up being stung. The next post from Throwaway 2118 is titled TIFU by holding in feelings for longtime friend. Obligatory throwaway to save myself embarrassment, and also this situation was a few years ago. Also keeping things a little vague. So, a few years ago, a good childhood friend of mine started flirting with me, and really turned up the flirting once she turned 18. I had never really had any romantic interest in her, always seeing her as a good friend, practically a little sister to me. Well, time goes by and she gets pretty obvious in her flirting. So, we're hanging out after she graduates high school. We end up joking about our terrible love lives to that point. Long story short here, we almost kiss back at her place, but her parents walk in. Flirting keeps up, she goes off to college, I go to another college close by, and I've decided, fuck it, I really like her, and I'm gonna ask her out. Well, I had the opportunity and didn't because I got nervous. Take two about a week later, and I'm gonna. I ask if Shush is free to talk, but she tells me she's really busy and excited about a date she has later, but that I can tell her what I needed to the next day when we talk. Turns out I was a few days too late. She didn't give me a hard rejection, but definitely let me know she was taken. Point being, don't hesitate. Hesitation cost me a shot at dating a great friend because I was nervous. TL, DR don't hesitate to ask someone out because you're nervous. Especially when it seems like they're interested. The next post from Affectionate Case 85 is titled TIFU by expressing my romantic interest towards my guy friend. It's pretty simple but so hard. I have a guy friend, who is very amazing. The way he acts and respects me is something that I don't have words to describe. Unbelievably kind to everyone. Funny, smart and always there to cheer me I had been through some worse times. I never told them what they were, but understood its importance and expressed his support in wonderful ways. He is so smart and yet he always calls me the smarter one. He is also a family friend who I recently connected, four years, so we have pictures of us from we were babies. Since the past year, my life has started to be on track. His too, and I have suddenly started to see him on a different light. He loves romance and stuff but also simultaneously hates it. We used to talk every day and most nights all through the night to morning. We definitely did flirt, and also had many close encounters. I tried to avoid it. I really did. I put him and me through hell. He still stood by my without asking for reason. Saying that I'm here with him again is all that matters. I don't know how to avoid falling for someone like him. He is so perfect. I told him that when we could think about that aspect of our life. Maybe we could be together. He said no and he doesn't think we will work like that. It really hurt. 
What hurt more was that he said a few more things and everything based on conjecture. Plus he decided everything on his own. The bottom line was he didn't feel romantic interest with me. But he said he can't loose me and wants to talk to me when I'm over him. The thing is I tried. For a year and I told him after careful consideration. I don't know if I can or want to. The thing is, I'm sad that I might lose him completely as both friend and partner. Because he won't discuss it and expect me to gloss over it. Something I foolishly suggested, TLDR and I can't decide. Should I bury my feelings? To be his friend or should I just tell him what I can't? I'm scared that it might fizzle out. I don't want us to fizzle out when he eventually stops texting me. The next post from Shadowednishes is titled TIFU by Unintentional Rat Slaughter. Dot. This goes back many years. Names change. Tom, 20, and IF, 19, shared a flat with Jack, 19. His gif Harriet, 18, stayed a lot. Now Jack has a great affinity for animals. He had already raised a number of young wildlife, the most famous being a jackdaw who met him at the bus from school and played fetch with a golf ball. Just because he loved animals doesn't mean he didn't amuse himself with them. He had a white rat in the sitting room. Smelly bloody thing. When everyone went home for a couple of days at Christmas, he was left with well-stocked feeders. Then two things happened. The little window generally left open beside his cage wasn't closed properly. The weather suddenly turned very cold. And there was a power outage that messed up the heating. We arrived back to find a distraught Jack with the rat in a wool sock under his sweater blowing on its face. It was alive, if Komoto's. Operation Revive began. It had minuscule amounts of high-energy propolis dripped into its mouth, it got body massages, a covered hot water bottle was laid near it, and amazingly it eventually started to have an effect. The rat went from mostly dead to signs of life dead. Phew. At that point we put on the kettle for a brew, hit the toilets and so on. The feebly twitching rat in its woolly sock sleeping bag was passed off to whoever was sitting down as we went about things over the afternoon in this case setting up a game of D&D. Then Jack said, where's rat? That shut us up. We all looked at my lap. At Tom's lap. At Jack's lap. At Harriet's lap. We backtracked. It jacked to me to Tom to Harriet to me by putting it on my armchair. I exploded from the chair and turned. I never knew an animal could be that flat. We gave it a Viking funeral at a nearby lake. TL. DRI pancake to pet rat. The next post from Death by Mamba is titled TIFU by messing up my lines in the school play. So this isn't as bad as some of the other ones on here, but it's one of those moments that randomly appears in my head when I am trying to sleep. So in fourth grade, I attended a drama class. It was one of those things that you do because your parents are saying, hey, you have to pick an extracurricular. Some place called RISPA. Anyway, the drama teacher was actually my second grade teacher from my old school. We learned some acting and singing techniques for a week and then we learned improv and monologues. A month afterward we were asked to put on a play for the entire acting school. I was playing a police officer. I was supposed to say to the main characters, do you need help? Main character responds and then I say, oh, are you people lost? And then I was supposed to direct them to a pregnant lady. The play was about people who you ask for help in a scary situation. So they would ask me, but I was supposed to be newly stationed so I had no idea where they were supposed to go. So I would then direct them to a pregnant lady because there's an extremely low chance she would do anything to them. But what actually happened was this. Main character says, excuse me officer. But I said, are you lost? Right away I messed up my lines. But I legit practiced for like 8 days before the play. 
Now this wouldn't be a big deal if the audience thought that this was supposed to happen. But they had scripts on their seats. So everyone knew I messed up, I got flustered and after the play my parents grabbed some ice cream to console me. TLDR, I messed up by saying the wrong lines in an auditorium full of people who knew the lines. The next post from Songbird 592 is titled Tifu the beginning of a relationship with one of the best girls I've ever met. I just screwed up with the best girl I've ever met we are in one of the same orgs at uni and then we decided to start hanging out a little bit. She came over and we watched Star Wars Visions and then she invited me to party with her and her friends. So we got over there started drinking, and I've learned I can never say no to drinks. Throughout the night it's going well, but then I have no recollection after a certain point and apparently I started trying to make out with one of her friends. I wake up this morning not knowing how I got back to my apartment and then proceed to start talking with her saying I liked her and stuff and would love to get to know her more. She says the same. Then soon after her friend messages her and tells her what happened the night prior and then she says never mind. I have so much class work to do but have lost all motivation and don't want to leave my bed because of how badly I fucked up. My dad was recently diagnosed bipolar and I don't know if I may have the same issue which leads me to be a bigger idiot when I'm drunk. TLDR don't drink too much around someone you like otherwise you could lose them. The next post from Daffy Ugly Duck is titled TIFU by telling my mom about my friend's porn interest. I'm a freshman in high school, okay so I'm staying the night at my friend's hoseway and we both have a mutual friend, John. We both know people who use Reddit and want to keep this as anonymous as possible, so our friend John is a furry for Asriel from Undertale. I'm talking to John on Discord where John says, I like gay furry Asriel porn, so as a good friend does, I screenshot this to make fun of him. My friend tell me to send the screenshot to him so I open messages and send it. I immediately goes, oh shit shit shit, I then immediately fired off 10 messages apologizing because, I sent that screenshot of someone saying, I like gay furry as real porn, to my mom. My mom probably told my dad who is absolutely going to kill me. TL, DR accidentally sent a screenshot of someone saying, I like gay furry as real porn, to my mom. The next post from Amelie Renard is titled TIFU by walking like a ninja. Okay so as per usual procedure, this did not happen today, but it did happen this week. My husband and I went on a nice little break with our close friends to a villa. It was a beautiful day, we were all hanging out by the pool. I was dying from a hangover from the night before so I was foregoing the alcohol, but everyone else was enjoying a good tipple. We're just chatting when we decide we should start making some food. Great, I could eat. I'll come help you, I tell my friends. They get up to go prepare some food, I stay and chat to my husband for a couple of minutes. I then get up and head to the villa and into the kitchen. Now one thing my husband will tell you is that I have an ability to just appear in front of you when you're not expecting it. I don't do it on purpose, I think it goes back to when I was kid, I used to walk on my tiptoes a lot. And I'm also just quite naturally a quiet person. So, you can imagine walking on solid ceramic tiles with no shoes on, I'm not generating a lot of sound as I head to help with the food. Strangely, neither are my friends who are preparing food in the kitchen. Weird, I think, as I walk up to the doorway, maybe they went back to their room instead. I enter the kitchen, oop. No, there they are, my friend on her knees giving her a fiancé a cheeky BJ. I scream, they scream, we all scream, from mortification. Luckily I reacted to quick enough to not hone in on any details of anyone's private parts. After the apologies flood in and the awkward laughing subsides, we get back to making food. 
My friends ask if anyone would like some bread, I say I wouldn't mind a nibble. I hope to provide some comic relief, it worked, sort of. TLDR I walked too silently into a kitchen and caught my best friends enjoying an intimate moment while on holiday. The next post from THROWAWAYO is titled TIFU by not letting my mom know I wasn't gonna be home early and having sex with a co-worker. Important info. I, 22F, work at a small business owned by my aunt. The only people that work there are my aunt, her husband, her business partner Jack, 36M, Jim, and Nate. So, it's a very friendly environment and most days we stay hanging out after closing. My parents have met all of my co-workers since it's owned by my aunt and have hung out with them also. Jack and I have gotten along great since the first day the business opened. I thought we always flirted but I brushed it off since he's my aunt's business partner and he's 14 years older than me. One day, Jack and I started to exchange stickers one WhatsApp and it was a lil game we had. I decided to send him one risky sticker that said, make me yours, to see how'd he react because I could just say, oh I was just showing it to you since we have this mini competition, but he said that he would say something like, tell me when, and I said same here, so this is how it all starts. After that flirtatious exchange, we decided to hook up once I got back from a trip. Both of us waited a whole month because that happened the same day I left. I finally got back and we hooked up and it has been ongoing ever since. I always get away with hooking up with him because I just tell my mom I'm staying late at work to hang out with Jim and Nate. I always let her know I will be getting home late, I live with her and she tells me to do so because she starts freaking out. This is where I fucked up. Yesterday, I had told my mom I wasn't staying late at work and that I would get home pretty early. Well, I decided to stay until Jack closed the business to go to his house and do it. Mind you that he finished closing at 11pm and I hadn't told mom I was staying late. Some other info, I was with Jim and Nate. Nate left to do some errands and I stayed with Jim but he suddenly decided to leave, so I was waiting for Jack to finish. Well, once he finished closing we head back to his place and start to have sex. I'm riding him and everything is going great until he gets a call from a number he didn't recognize and asked if I knew the number which I replied, no. He decides to pick it up, I'm still on top of him, and it's my dad asking if he knew where I was because I still haven't got back home. Jack looks at me with a shocked face saying it's my dad and I'm like, fuck. He asked me what he should say and I said oh well tell him that I'm with Jim, so he proceeds to tell him that but my dad said that I wasn't with Jim because he had called Jim and he told him he had left already. Anyways, he makes up an excuse that I'm with Nate or something and that he will see if he can reach me. This whole conversation of him with my dad happened with his dick still inside of me. By the time he finished talking with my dad, my mom starts to call me. I picked up because I had to and she starts asking me where I'm at and I say the lamest excuse ever. I stayed at the parking lot of work talking on the phone with Nate because Jim left Suffern and he looked mad, so I was worried. But I'm heading home now. So there I am, on his dick texting Nate to lie for me and say I was talking with him on the phone. And I did it on time because Jim had given Nate's phone to my dad so he could ask him about me and if he knew where I was. Sadly, I had to cut the hook up early because I told mom I was in my ways and I already live 30 minutes away and 10 minutes had passed since she called and everything. So yeah, Jack talked with my dad while he was inside me TLDR I fucked up by not letting my mom know I was going to get home late after I had told her I was getting home early and getting a call from her while I was riding my co-worker and my co-worker getting a call from my dad. The next post from Blue Purple Pink Boy is titled TIFU by cleaning my car and tossing my Adderall prescription in the trash. Dot. 
Today started as a pretty productive Saturday. It is my first day off after working four 12-hour shifts in a row and my only day off before another three starting tomorrow, I know weird schedules. I started off by cleaning my room and getting all my clothes washed. Even did some homework and catched up with some friends and family. I went to pick up my Adderall prescription because I just had it refilled recently but I hadn't had time to pick it up. Which, I finally just refilled after missing my appointment twice with my psychiatrist. Twice. I had to see another provider through a teleconsultation since mine is booked for over a month. I picked up the Adderall prescription at my nearby pharmacy and since I was out being productive I decided to get some groceries for the next few days, mostly ready to eat snacks for before and after work. So after getting my protein shakes and two tubs of Ben and Jerry's I decided to stop at the gas station and clean my car because it sure needed it. Mostly empty coffee cups and bang energy drinks with a fluff of random papers. I made my car look decent so I was happy and made my way home. When I got home I took all the groceries inside the house and I even got some detailing stuff for my car. I was on a roll today. After finishing up, I started to look for the bottle to get it inside. Welp. It was nowhere to be found. I go inside to see if it was with the grocery bags but then I remembered I had already put everything away. That's when it hit me. I had tossed it out with all the trash. I get in my car and drive to the gas station to check the trash and it was a brand new black trash bag. I stood there for a second thinking what my next move WSS gonna be. Am I really gonna go dumpster diving for this? Do I really wanna touch and smell the disgusting trash and risk getting poked by who knows what? The answer is yes. Anyways, I walked into the gas station and I explained the situation to the clerk. She said I could throw it and that she hoped I found it in the first bag. Thank you, I sure did too. I asked for some gloves and she handed me these heavy-duty thick disposable gloves, not like the ones at the hospital that are as thin as silk. I was so thankful. I went to the back and a few black bags. Seven to be exact. I pulled them all out of the dumpster and started digging. I split them open and started going through the wet mixture of food and paper bags with a mixture of smells that made me gag quite a few times. My search for the orange bottle was not a success. After like 15 minutes I finally gave up, cleaned everything up and drove home. The most frustrating thing is that this happens to me a lot. Not dumpster driving lol but I lose stuff constantly and never seem to pay attention to detail. FML. TLDR. Cleaned my car and accidentally tossed my Adderall prescription. Realized hours later and went dumpster diving without success. The next post from Swedish Chef 336 is titled TIFU by also leaving the front door unlocked. This post is inspired by a very similar story posted by you, Ashington DC. This happened not today but maybe around 2012-2013. I lived in a house with a roommate who worked nights. Around 1am I woke up to the sounds of someone walking in the front door and stumbling around the living room knocking stuff over. My immediate thought was that my roommate had called in to work and came stumbling home drunk after a night of drinking or something. This was not the case. I guess when he left for work he forgot to lock the front door. I came down to check on him and found a young, very beautiful woman asleep on my coffee table. She was dressed nice as if she just left a party or something and clearly wasn't homeless. A side note, my roommate and I were greasy slobs at this time in our lives and the house was disgusting. Beer cans, pizza boxes, etc. everywhere. Anyway she wandered into our house and decided to take a nap in the messiest spot in our house. Knocked over several beer cans, some partly full, and fell asleep with her head in an open pizza box with old dried up jalapenos and olives in it. 
Why she chose the coffee table I'm not sure as there was a couch right beside it which happened to be free of beer cans and pizza. Anyway I was very confused. Tried to wake her up by saying hello and shaking her by her shoulder. She did not budge. I decided to call the police, not because I was worried for my safety but for hers as she was clearly very drunk, hi. The police asked me questions like do I know her, is she in danger, do you feel in danger, etc. I answered all the questions and told them I was worried and wanted him to come pick her up for her safety and they said they would be over when they could. I sat in the front shoe room of our house for around an hour waiting for the police to arrive. The woman eventually woke up so I approached her and asked her if she was okay and told her she was in the wrong house. She looked very confused and scared. I told her that I called the police and as soon as I said that she looked like she sobered up immediately. She quickly said sorry and headed for the front door. I asked her if she needed me to call someone and if she would be okay and she shouted no I'm okay. And left my house. I noticed her phone lying on my couch and ran out after her to give her her phone and asked one more time if she needed help. She said no and then disappeared into the night. I phoned the police back and told him she had left and mentioned I was worried about her and if they could drive around the area and keep an eye out for her. They never asked for a description of her which I found odd. I really hope she made it home safe. Thinking about it, she chose the right house to wander into. Obviously this was a very dangerous situation for a young woman to be in and wandering into the wrong house. Well you get the idea. TLDR roommate left for night shift work and forgot to lock the door. A beautiful young woman wandered into our house and passed out in a pizza box on my coffee table. Cops were called for her safety but they didn't show up. She woke up and left in a hurry embarrassed and confused. I very much hope she headed right home and made it there safely. The next post from Such Relationship 80 is titled TIFU Ice Prank ended up costing my cousin a fair amount of money. Dot. I went to the US to visit my cousins at Kentucky for about two weeks as it had been nearly six years since we had last met. It was alright and we had a great time overall and for those who aren't in Kentucky, KFC tastes about the same so don't worry. I tried other fast food franchisees such as Taco Bell and Mr Beast's Burger which are rather hard to come by in Australia and the UK. Mr Beast Burger was pretty good but it wasn't the absolute best thing I've eaten but nonetheless I do not regret it. Due to jet lag I woke up early before sunset and was feeling a bit hungry, I looked through the fridge and came across some crystal clear ice, the ones that come in bags, as a joke I took one and put in my cousin's forehead while he was sleeping and to my surprise he didn't notice it. The next morning he never really gave any reaction however upon checking his bed I could see the area in which he did rest was a bit moist and he should have noticed. I repeated this prank pretty much every day dying for a response however I just thought this was a dumb idea and decided to simply just stop doing it on the second last date of my departure. My cousin then messages me in the airport that he went to the doctor because he seemed to be sweating profusely during the night and he was worried it could be pretty serious and no helpful information was found in the internet. Knowing how bad American healthcare is. I asked how much did the doctor's appointment cost he replied stating that the doctor tested whether it could be craniofacial hyperhidrosis and he had to do a bunch of tests such as a urine and blood test. Which ended up being around $460, $190 doctor consultancy, 200 something for the blood test and rest was urine test. The insurance paid for the blood test however the doctor consultancy and urine test was on him. So his total was 250 to 300 approximately. I know I fucked up because when I'm gone, his disease would magically disappear and he lost money for no reason. You know my Reddit bro. If you are reading this I'm sorry D, 
TLDR, I put ice on my bro's forehead for a week straight and he visited the doctor which cost him money. The next post from Jot Forth is titled TIFU by trying to home remedy a hangover. Dot. So, my story starts yesterday. My brother-in-law got hitched, so naturally there was going to be a fair amount of drinking. My wife and I agreed that I wouldn't get too drunk, which is all fine and good cause I hate hangovers. But I know, and you know, that this headline means all did not go according to plan, and I may have had a little too much to drink. I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling just a little hungover, no big deal as long as I'm sitting, laying. I'm eating some food very slowly, when my beautiful and brilliant wife, who will probably read this at some point, has a great idea to speed up the get well process. Thus, the beginning of my F up. So if you don't know, activated charcoal helps an upset stomach a lot, and usually it's in a capsule. The thing is we typically pack capsules ourselves, unfortunately we currently don't have any, but we do have the powder in a bag, and from there just mix it into a cup of water to make a nasty drinkable slurry. And that's what my loving, and did I mention beautiful, wife brings me. And I drink it in the hopes I'll have discovered the miracle cure to hangovers. Now, I'm lounging on the sofa, and about 30 seconds after drinking, I know it is all about to come up, so I quick get up and start to sprint to the bathroom about 15 feet away. I was too late. I decided in my panic, that the best option was to try my hardest to keep my mouth shut. Bad move. I unintentionally created a pressure that I could not hold back. This created far-reaching spray of dark black vomit about seven feet shy of the bathroom door. Now I'm running as fast as I can to get to the toilet, when I see my potty-trained two-year-old has finally decided to put the toilet seat back down. This is a bad day for her to finally do this, because when I reach down, my head is going down at sprint speed, the toilet seat is flying up fast as I can move it, and the midnight-coloured stream makes direct contact. Home run. The spray was impressive to say the least, every last surface had black droplets on it. I spent the next hungover hour wiping down every inch of the bathroom and the hall leading to the bathroom. Please excuse any formatting and grammatical errors, I'm hungover dang it. Oh and I'm on mobile. TLDR I got a hangover, I tried to cure it by drinking a cup full of activated charcoal, that made me throw up before I could get to the bathroom and had to clean up a huge mess. The next post from Harry488 is titled TIFU got a parking ticket for a little stupid reason. TIFU, I went for a meeting today and parked my car in a really busy street and as always I paid for the parking by sending a MSG. In break checked my phone. I see a parking ticket. I was like WTH I have already paid for parking. How come, must be a mistake from the RTA guy. Came down to cross check the street parking number since and it was correct. After digging for like 10 minutes I realized I have misspelled my car number not just this time but I always have paid for a wrong plat number. I don't remember the car plat number, and usually I pay by SMS by copying my car number details from the old conversations. The spelling mistake was of just one number. I made a mistake by mentioning 6 instead of 5. P. S. I live in Dubai. We pay parking by sending a MSG of car number plus parking zone plus duration. TLDR. Paid parking still got ticket, checked the MSG I misspelled the car number. The next post from Sergeant Sleazy is titled Tifu by playing golf with a guy who'd been practicing for 50 years with his son. Dot. Background. I moved to Utah this summer, so I'm constantly trying to find ways to meet people. Back in spring, my old boss took me with him on a round of golf, which was actually my first time playing. From there on out, I tried to get in as much practice time as I could. Of course, there's practice at the driving range, then there's actual practicing at holes. 
so of course, I decided to book a tea time and felt like just playing with another threesome in the same slot. I get there, and the guy says, you can start whenever, and being the genius I am wanting to meet people go, I think I'll play with the other group booked for this time, and he goes, alright. I meet these older men and fucking shit, I was a 9 plus stroke player with these guys sitting at a pro level. Kept them waiting on me every hole, good lord. It was awkward all nine holes because of this, so here I am in my car just pushing out of my mind. TLDR. Booked a tea time with golf pros, being a total rookie myself. The next post from Bad Beat Magnet is titled TIFU by going on a deer hunting trip. So I'm getting into hunting as a hobby, but given that this takes place in the woods, a lot of navigational skills are required. I have always been horrible with directions. I get lost very easily, I have to use the GPS to go places I've been to a million times, I can never find my way around, etc. So deer are most active at dawn and dusk meaning it's in a hunter's best interest to stay late. As I'm going to leave about 10 minutes before dark, I realize that I can't find the trail. The trail also isn't on Google Maps. I know I must have been close to the trail, but given how bad I am with directions everything just looks the same. It also doesn't help that my phone has less than half battery. Panic mode sets in. I was on this trip with an experienced hunter thankfully, he was like a half mile away from me, so he comes to find me and he shares his location so I can see it on the map. At this point it's completely dark out. Finally to my relief I see his location's pretty close to me, and he's shining a flashlight that I can finally see. I see the light. No. We're just getting started. Keep in mind that with hunting you have a lot of equipment. I'm carrying a backpack on one shoulder, a crossbow in the other and the light in my hand. So I'm going to his light, while talking to him on the phone, in full-blown panic mode. I get stressed easily. To my demise, the light is blocked off by extremely dense and tall vegetation. I have no choice but to plow through. I'm falling in thorns, cursing on the phone, crossbow and backpack keep dangling, pain from the thorns, etc. Finally, after my adrenaline got me to him, I am back on the trail. We walk to the car, I'm relieved, but the thorns are all stuck in my pants and poking me. I also broke three of my arrows in the process. I have to take my pants off to drive home in my underwear because the pain is so irritating. This will be a lesson to never go hunting again. TLDR got lost in the dark on a hunting trip given my poor sense of direction. Plowed through thorns and dense vegetation to follow my friend's flashlight and ended up having to drive home in my underwear due to the thorns, along with breaking three of my arrows. The next post from Acrobatic Ad 8868 is titled TIFU by recording my principal. Okay so this happened a few weeks ago at school when the whole devious licks thing was going on. All the soap dispensers went missing at my school and so did the milk for some reason. To try and combat this the principal, P, locked and taped off every bathroom except one and made us sign out if we needed to use the bathroom. But no one really knew if this was because of the devious licks so a few days after she set all this up the principal made an announcement through the PA system. While this was happening everyone was filming it and kids from other schools were also filming their principal's announcements and posting them. Not knowing any better I pulled out my phone and started recording and on the bus ride home I posted it on TikTok. It started off slow with like 50 views then it stayed at 100 for a few days but then it somehow blew up and got 6,000 views. I thought nothing of it and actually forgot since 6,000 views isn't that much on TikTok. And then I went to school. Everything was going normally until 7th period, my last class, that's when the teacher got a call in the middle of class and wrote me a pass for the principal's office. 
I thought nothing of it I thought she wanted me to do something for her or she was rewarding me because a few weeks before I found $120 on the floor and turned it into the office. Anyways I walk in and go find her office and I say op, what SMI here for P? IDK you tell me I honestly hate when teachers do this it's incredibly annoying anyways she says something that caught me incredibly off guard P. Do you know anyone from West Bay California? Op, no, P. Well someone from there called the school and informed me that you recorded the announcement I made and posted it on TikTok this is when I knew I was screwed also I go to school in Indiana so that means some grown adult had to be sad enough to Google Maps my school and call them. Op, okay, P. Did I give you permission you're making the school look bad? Op, tears in my eyes. Do you want me to take it down? In Indiana there is a one-party recording law so legally I'm fine P. IDK what do you think so then I slowly lift the phone from my pocket to delete it in front of her P. You see how much people are making fun of me. I also didn't add anything to the TikTok so it's just her announcement P. How much likes and shares did it get so I'm going to check and she says P. Are you recording me right now? Op, no, I'm checking the shares proceeds to tell her all the shares so now I'm going to delete it and the school resource officer. Ro, thinks I'm hacking the Wi-Fi Ro, are you hacking the school Wi-Fi we disabled TikTok on the school Wi-Fi op, no I'm using data. So I delete it and the principal says P, I'm still going to call your parents to inform them about this I only live with my aunt and her family and my dad so my aunt doesn't get mad at me as I did nothing wrong but my dad gets mad at me saying next time he'll take my phone from me. So that's the tale of how I messed up by recording the principal TLDR recorded the principal posted it got parents called. Today's last post from Grammar is titled Tifu by getting my bachelor's degree come laude. So sadly I'm not one of those people fortunate enough to be able to pull that off while not putting in any of the work. No, I worked my ass off these past four years to get those two words on my diploma. I skipped pretty much all the parties and mostly all the socials just so that I could put an hour or two more in on school assignments or tests. Boy was I wrong. Yesterday I had the ceremony for one of the biggest milestones I'm supposed to have in my life. Getting my bachelor degree. And in my case, come laude, but when I finally stood on that stage and received my diploma it so absolutely did not give me the pleasure or fulfillment I had hopes it would give me, I felt empty inside getting it. Later that night I reflected on why it felt that way. Once I figured it out I felt so bitter and sad I hurled up in my bed and haven't left since. It's because I had no one from school nor past friends to celebrate it with. I was alone because I had turned my back on them. Which I should never have done. Looking back I would have never tried to get cum laude but instead would have been at every social party making friends and memories. TLDR by going all out for cum laude and forgetting about friendships.